Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates and information, you can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can find my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Saturday, November 12th, 2022. I guess you can hear, check out the webpage on the banner. That's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. Give you a little primer of what's going on around here. Otherwise, the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain what certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember that Sideline has graded plays on every single game, but as always, take what you like and leave the rest. And if you have questions on any games, whether it's ones we cover here or not, the best place to get answers is on our Discord chat group. That can be accessed through our Patreon. The link is in the show description. So always remember, there are no locks and gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling your wagers. However, please understand... The good and bad variance will occur. So as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, we're wrapping up week one of the college basketball season. Um, how, how how have you seen the week one college basketball uh, in your in your view? From a watching standpoint, it's been incredible. I mean, tonight alone was so much fun. The Gonzaga Michigan State game was great. I mean, I don't think the, the wind really didn't play an effect like it has a couple times on the boat, but it, so it gave us a great game. Uh, Oregon getting trounced by UC Irvine right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, North Carolina was down and took a, I mean, if you look at the final score, it's not going to look great, but they were down late. Uh, Michigan had to struggle to come back. Mm. Basketball. Amani Bates. Yeah. Back, back, uh, yeah, finally out there doing what we'd hoped he would yeah. do all along, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal was in Memphis and all that, but he looked great tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave Michigan everything they wanted and more. It poked some holes in what people thought Michigan and Michigan being a great team. So it's going to be this year is off to a hot start with just fun basketball to watch. I know we've been a little hit or miss here on the show with the picks we're making, but we're, I, we're nailing them. We're getting close. Just some bad bounces go. It's killing it, but been incredible so far. And that's the way it goes sometimes. Always, I was looking back actually at our, the baseball season, and there was like a three-week stretch in the middle of the season where the A-grade picks went like, you know, 25 and 35 or something. And then it was like, but the stretch right before that, right after that was fantastic. So it was just – these sort of things happen. It doesn't really matter. The, the sport, there's always uh, rougher stretches. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get that going here. Um, again, no Sunday shows for us here, so we're off on the Sunday stuff. We'll still have sideline projections and picks. Check out the Google Sheet for that. Again, the link is in the show description. And you can always find that on the homepage of the website, www.pictiontheprofessor.com. Uh, otherwise, after this episode, we'll be back on uh, Monday morning, for Monday games uh, or Sunday night if you're with us on Patreon. Uh, before we get to these Saturday games, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of college basketball, and there'll be your college football content that this channel provides. And that Patreon we've been talking about, lots of great benefits we found there. Five days in a row now, the plays of the day, two and one. I mean, I'd like to get to a three and oh, but like, hey, no complaints going two and one literally five days in a row. It's, it's, it's good stuff. That's worth the $3 a month. Easy. 
it's well worth the three bucks a month. We got a lot of good benefits over there if you're looking for something beyond what we have here. But either way, again, we're thrilled to have you here with us. Uh, we'll get to it all on courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description if you want to play the numbers we're playing and current as the time of this recording here on late Friday night. Got a handful of A plays in the sheet. You can check out. You can just remember you're on the right date tab there for those. The A plus play of the day, though, Jake, your favorite of the A grade plays comes to us at 3 p.m. Central Presbyterian at East Carolina. Presbyterian is a four and a half point road underdog, but sideline says it should be a lot higher. So it should be a little over seven. The East Carolina should be a pretty sizable home favorite. I feel like I saw a lot of Presbyterian last year. I think it was because they played a lot of games that started like an hour or two early and there was nothing else on. So I watched a lot of them and I feel like they were a fairly rough ball club that had a couple good moments, but otherwise not a lot of talent there. Um, and they'll travel to East Carolina here. Totals 132 and a half. So this is a total should be a little bit higher than like 134 and a half. Not enough of an edge to play, but slightly in the over. But the main thing, the model loves lying to four and a half with East Carolina. I love lying these short numbers with home teams as well, especially if we think they're better than the team they're playing. Uh, Jake, why is this your favorite of the A plays today? Like I know when everybody's looked at the sheet, they're going to think, why on earth did you not take Wright State and Louisville? That's just you know, I just wanted to change it up a little bit. I think that's it's too easy. Too. It's too but, easy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> like Presbyterian is rough. They've got two guys. Their entire offense runs through. They took like almost sixty percent of their shots in the, over over the two games they've played. Their only win is against a D three school. They lost on the road to Citadel, um, Eastern Carolina. We had them on on here. I forget earlier in the week for that Mercer game. And they came through for mm-hmm. us. They were down 16, battled back, came back in the, and won the game by two, uh, even though we were kept, we were already getting points with them. So we it came through very well. Yeah, that was a scary one. thought it was done. And then yeah. East Carolina roared back in the second half. Yeah. It so was beautiful. I, I can't remember his, last, his first name, but Tabs, the Boston College transfer, he wasn't really expected to play that first game. He played eight minutes. He's That means he's going to play more this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really adds some – real talent to this uh, already pretty good Eastern Carolina team. Uh, they are just very good. They, they're going to be really good on defense. They've got plenty of depth to throw the bodies at uh, Presbyterian's two guys, and they're just going to make life just terrible on those two. There's not much scoring on that Presbyterian team outside those guys. It's, and I think Eastern Carolina is going to win this closer to 10 to 12 than the four and a half that they're laying right now. And I – Look, I had kind of forgotten about the Presbyterian Citadel thing. And look, this is what's going to happen. There's so many games and I try to keep track of all of them. And it kind of means where I like get them all crisscrossing confused in my head. But a shameless plug here for the Patreon. That was one of the games that had been brought up in our Discord chat. Uh, when that game happened, I had Citadel as an A-grade play. And I said, hey, Citadel is like my second favorite of the favorites. I went with SFA as the favorite of the day that day, that one. And I said, Citadel would be my second favorite and that one for us as well. So um, yeah, the model's taking a stance here against this Presbyterian team, just saying it's not very good. So we're going to continue to kind of ride that and see if it kind of works. It kind of feels like we did what the, uh, the opposite of the Mariners, maybe a baseball season where we kind of just rode them maybe a little <laughs> bit. We're just going to fade this Presbyterian team until the number catches up to just that they aren't that good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, like the numbers haven't caught on yet. And I don't think they've really, figure it out ECU yet because it's such a new team yeah. uh, like with all the transfers. So we'll, I, I think this is a great moment to have them. And this might be one of the last times we get a lot of value on East Carolina until conference play starts. 
All right, so we're going to ride East Carolina again like we did earlier. That worked for us. We're going to fade Presbyterian again like it did earlier. It worked for us. We're going to hope that combines here for our Saturday A-plus play of the day, ECU minus four and a half. To the best B-side, a lot of good B-plays in the sheets. Uh, got a big favorite here, and the model doesn't tend to like a lot of big favorites. So I kind of talked about this yesterday uh, with Miami. It, that was only 10, but that same sort of thing. A lot of times when these – um, when the model's laying double digits, it kind of catches my eye. It's doesn't, I guess it just doesn't love doing that. Georgetown is hosting Green Bay. Uh, it's an early game. It's actually going to get going before any of the football happens, anything else. It's the only thing that, that will be on your TV that's actual sports other than soccer. And there's some jokes we made there. I'm not going to, I kind of, kind of like soccer a little bit. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, so, but, but there's just some jokes there. If you want to make them, make you you could sit there and say them to the tv screen you know or to your yeah, computer screen definitely more interesting than this game i think <laughs> there you go there you go uh georgetown is a 17 and a half point home favorite the model says it should be 20 giving georgetown a b grade on this one not an a grade even though it's a, a decent spread just because there's a lot of variability here so just kind of model taking a little more of a cautious approach at this big number but again the model doesn't love laying big numbers so anytime it does it kind of catches our attention georgetown minus 17 and a half is a b grade play according to the model the total is priced pretty well maybe a little bit low but not enough to play the main play here is georgetown minus 17 and a half jake why is this your best b side like first off please don't watch this game watch game day soccer watch soccer yeah. anything this is going to be bad these are two really bad teams going at it but green bay is by far one of the worst teams uh this is just they're just bad they have only the one player of value that i'm i think he's putting on a tryout for next year and seeing where he can go uh ziegler is his, his name he's he's a good player but other than that whew, that it's just poor and then georgetown man Patrick Ewing is really living off that tournament run that the Big East tournament run he had where he got into the tournament and then was promptly asked to leave. Uh, but they they showed some life here against uh, Coppin State. Uh, they had five star all five starters are in double digits. Uh, Wahab was the only guy that didn't get to at least 18, and that was because he only played 15 minutes. All the other guys were 18 at least, and I think the hot leading scorer had 28. Um, they've got they're going to play fast. They're They've got some size with the Matumbo and other things they're going to throw out this Green Bay team. Uh, I mean, I just I can't express to you how bad I think this Green Bay team is. I think they're going to be battling it out for one of the worst ones in the NCAA. Uh, so it's really, really bad. And like Georgia State or Georgia State, Georgetown uh, <laughs> beat Coppin State by 10 at home on their first game of the year. Uh, and then Ken Palm's got. Green Bay 40, 40, about 40 spots worse uh, than Coppin State. So I think there's plenty of room there for this when we get 20 or more. And I think that's where it happens. Yeah, I was going to point out that Green Bay is in the, in the bottom 10 of the Ken Palm ratings. And that's just kind of a, a decent place to start. You look at the BPI, you can look at you know team ranks. And I put some of these things in the sheet too, just so you can kind of get a comparison of where other models are putting teams. Um, it, it's just a... a a thing to keep your mind around. We talked about this a lot with football as well. I've mentioned it here once already with basketball, the same sort of thing. The bottom like five or 10 ish. We don't know exactly how many will be, but it starts to drop off pretty quickly. So 40 spots of difference in the middle of the pack makes like a three point difference. I mean, it's not that much from, you know, 180 to 220. It's like, sure, 180 is better than 220, but it's like, there. It, it's tough to say on any given night, 220 beating 180 would not be a shock. But when you get to the, to the top or the bottom, 
that's where things start to really stretch out. And so it's kind of like we're saying, anytime you get with these teams that is, is fighting for a bottom 10, maybe even a bottom five position, uh, the, the bottom can drop out of this game pretty quickly, especially for a road game uh, here for Green Bay. Well, that's going to put them around like uh, what, in, incarnate word, maybe uh, – Chicago State. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 three spots ahead of Incarnate Word, five spots ahead of Chicago State. They're you know two spots out of Florida and M. I yeah, mean, it's Florida and M. Is I think it, I'm surprised that there's a team worse than them. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I IUPUI of course is bringing up the rear because that's just the way it, it goes, right? But <laughs> at least they have a full team. You, you talk about watching this game. I'm not even sure it's on TV. You just pull up the the ESPN app real quick. It doesn't even show that it's on TV. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe we can't watch this one. But like we always said with football, right? You don't have to watch them to make the monies, right? So uh, it, it's just you get your plays in early. Uh, lock that in. Georgetown, we, we think, runs away with this one. To the Jake and a limb segment, again, this is where the model has a C-grade pick on something, kind of just says, I don't really have a good feel, but Jake, you think there is a good side to play. We're going to go to the 1 o'clock game here. UMass, Lowell, and Rutgers. Rutgers is a whopping 16-point favorite. Sideline says it should be about 15, so it's taking UMass, Lowell, plus 16 with the C-grade pick. It's not enough points to get excited about UMass, Lowell. That's why it's only a C-grade pick. Just kind of says, hey, if that's where we've got to lead, we lean the model actually does like the under in this one though likes the under 136 that's an official play for the model as the as it says that the total should actually be 133.5 so the model likes the under more than a side jake but you have a side that you like and think is the right play what is that side like i I really like records here they are different at the rack they they are Mm. just and i don't think there's a way to model it they are just a completely different team at home than they are on the road. This one happens to be at home. They're very, very stingy. And it's long been a thing since they've gone to the Big Ten that yeah. they've been terrible on the road, but at home they've you know they've taken the best teams down to the wire and they've beaten a lot of the, the middle of the road teams. It's been kind of a consistent thing for years now. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I, like I don't understand it because you would think, especially last year's team, I thought that would travel better, but it didn't. Uh, but I mean. They've allowed a combined 85 points between their two games, uh, which is pretty good. It, Some teams have allowed more than that in one. <laughs> they scored 88 against Sacred Heart in their second game, so they could allow – They could have they, they could scored them. zero. <laughs> they could have gone like, hey, Sacred Heart, you can have Columbia's points, and they would yeah, still win. Still would have won. Yeah, so that, that's just wild. And speaking of that, UMass Lowell played Columbia also. They, they beat them pretty good. They beat them about – 27, but they allowed 62 points and scored 89. Uh, Rutgers in their Columbia game, if you checked in on that, they took the, their foot off the pedal and just because they were up by 40. So I, I think I don't think UMass has got enough offense here. They they took a very hot shooting night, hitting 50% of their threes and 57 from the floor to beat uh, Columbia team, and it was it was tied at half, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, they just kind of took off in the second half. I don't think they'll get anywhere near this, uh, like the 16. I, th- I think Rutgers will just suffocate them to death. And this is really without the ra- the reigning Big Ten uh, defensive player of the year, and McConnell hasn't played yet. Um, still nursing a sore knee. I don't know if he's going to play this one or not. I know they've got a bigger game coming next, so they might want to give him some minutes, just kind of like you saw Kentucky do with Wheeler and stuff. I'm not push him too far, but just you know get him used to game action. So yep. you had him in. This team gets better. Going to be a rough game for UMass Lowell. 
Yeah. And we talk about the, the Kim Palm ratings too. Columbia, uh, shockingly at 335 out of 363 with some of those performances. I mean, you have to wonder how, how, how they're going to fare because it's yeah. not been a good season for them. Not a good two games for them so far. Not a great start. Uh, yeah, not a great start. Uh, to the must-see TV segment here, our last game that we're going to cover on this show. A lot of good college football, obviously, to watch. Hopefully, you've already seen the college football episodes, uh, and so you're prepped and ready to go for that. But there are, there are a couple of interesting college basketball games. If you have the opportunity to keep an eye on, you might want to. One of them here, and definitely caught my eye as well, going through the slate, 7 p.m. Central, Bellarmine and Moorhead State. Bellarmine's a one-point road favor coming off that massive uh, upset victory of Louisville, which we had here. We talked about saying that Louisville was way overpriced given what we had seen from them already. Uh, Bellarmine, a solid team. This it feels like a little bit of an overreaction. They're a good team, but this Moorhead State team is also really good at home. Sideline says this should be Moorhead State minus somewhere between three and three and a half. And instead we're getting a point, whether getting a point, getting two, laying a point money line. It's all about the same. The bottom line is sideline says that Moorhead state should win this game. Total. On this one's 133 model says it should be 132.7. So model says at 133, it's priced really well in the total. And just to back Moorhead state, this is the most interesting game that you think we should watch that we can win on Jake. Give us your breakdown. Like, we all saw what Bellarmine did to Louisville, we, and I'm assuming red. I'm assuming nobody really watched uh, what, what Indiana did to Moorhead. Like, and I think this line is an overreaction to the two games. Bellarmine looked great. Moorhead did not look so good. But I think that's more to do with Louisville being bad and IU being a pretty good team. Um, yeah. Moorhead worked some of their frustration out on a poor D3 school as they beat them 99-58. to 58. Um, Their biggest issue with – Indiana was the pressure defense that they played. And Woodson, uh, yeah, is a great coach and really turned that Indiana defense into something last year. Now he's got everybody coming back, turned it in. They turned the ball over 21 times. Uh, and that, I guess I know it's a D3 school, but they tur- they cut that down to seven in their next game. I, I don't – Bellarmine was not a pressure defense. It was a lot of zone where they forced you to work the ball around. And it was very good defense. It's just a very different style of defense. So I don't think they're going to get the turnovers that uh, Indiana got that really get really let that game get out of hand. And if you start digging into it, Bellarmine really struggled in the second half. They had they've got one really good score. I'm not sure how good yet. I want to see him do it again in Tipton. He had 21, but they're against Louisville. But their next leading score had 13, and 11 of those were free throws. So it is it's going to be. I, I don't know that how. Their offense is fun to watch. It's a lot of passing, rarely hits the ground, a lot of cutting. Uh, this Moorhead State team is a very well-coached, very good defensive team. I don't think it's going to be near as easy for them to score. All, uh, always feels like they have, like, six seniors. That can't be accurate, but it always feels that way with this team. Yeah, they, they brought in a lot, of, a lot of transfers. They lost a lot of last year's team. But uh, this year, they're going to play solid defense. They're going to be well-coached. It's – not that Louisville isn't well coached. I just don't. The styles just did not work out yeah. well. Uh, I just don't think Bellarmine's going to find enough scoring here to win this game. I think Morehead. That's where Morehead gets it. Plus, Morehead is a very good team at home. Uh, they get like twenty-one and six last year at home, or something like that. So I think that continues. I think they win this game by a handful of points. But you should watch it if if you're 
football's not going well or if the games are bad, this is a great one to have on. A great one to have on a smaller TV, laptop, or something because it should be a very intense game. And maybe like the last four minutes, put that on the main TV because that'll be it should be very tight, very fun to watch. And like we said, both these teams will be respectable, but they'll be respectable for their conferences. They're, they're good teams for their conferences. They're not good overall. And that's the thing is that Indiana is potentially a top 10 team this year. That It's very possible at the end of the year that we say they're one of the 10 best, you know, maybe up to fifth. I mean, that. Pretty high ceiling for that team. And again, I know, like I said, I know some some Hoosier fans who uh, are very pessimistic and that'll never happen, right? That sort of thing. Either way, they're they're still a pretty good team. We think there's a lot of talent there. There's a decent chance that that Louisville finishes season finishes season in the bottom half of college basketball, and that's where these two teams are as well. And so we talk about the Bellarmine Louisville game. You say there's a decent chance that all three of these teams are all kind of in that similar 200 ish rating area where. Not, none of them are going to make the tournament unless they win their conference. You know, or, Bellarmine, Morehead State could handle those small schools. Louisville could too. The issue is Louisville's not in those in that conference. That's the thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> They've got to play much tougher competition. Yeah, which uh, it's going to be a rough year for them. Uh, and also, I mean, like when you look at the second half of that Louisville game, they actually won the second half by, I think, eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, I can't remember. I think they were down 11 and they ended up losing by one. So they won it by 10, I think. So uh, – that really tells you what happened at halftime where like Bellarmine's going to struggle to score. And I think that's the biggest difference here. And yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I, I think the biggest thing is it's just an overreaction that it's like, okay, Indiana is really, really good. Louisville's, you know, not <laughs> and that if, if Louisville was a top 25 team and Indiana was a fringe top 25 team. Now that's a different story. Right. But tale of two different teams there with their competition in those games to, to kind of overreact to this line. When, like I said, to me, it's kind of a, like, these two teams are pretty similar by the end of the year. Maybe one of them is better than the other, but right now I don't think we have a good idea which one's better. They're both going to be okay, but it's not like one team I think is clearly better. And that's what a, a team, that's what a road favorite means. They're clearly better. And it's like, I don't know if that's the case. No, no. I, I think these, I think if these teams played 10 times on a neutral side, it would go five. It's, yeah, it's five and five. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So why are, why are we getting a point with Morehead State? So that's the value. That's why the model likes, why you like it. That's our must see TV game is grab Morehead State plus one, plus two, minus one money line somewhere in that ballpark. We think they can get the victory at home. And those are the four games we're going to cover today. Jake, our last year here for this week, before we come back Monday, any parting words for you before the weekend? No, uh, be prepared early in the week. That's when these uh, Power 5 schools actually start playing Power 5 schools. And so, you know, we've got some good games coming. We've struggled through some of these, like, tune-up games. Now we get this coming week is when there's a be must-see TV segment should get a lot better. Right, and it's been – we've kind of talked a lot about it this week. There's a lot of these, like, 20-point spreads. And here on Friday, the model did a lot better with those than before. But it's just tough because, like we said, you never really know how the second half of those is going to play out. Uh, getting into the more even competition will be a lot a lot better. A little bit easier for, for I think, the model to shine with regards to, you know, the spread is six, it should be eight. The spread is eight, it should be six, where that really matters. Whereas when you get up to the 26 and 28, it's like anything can happen out there. It's a lot tougher to figure out. So a lot more closer games makes for more interesting watching and I think more profitable betting. So uh, some good games here, we think, for Saturday and then good times ahead, we think, uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, that's all we've got. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content. We've run this channel dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again on Monday with more sports betting content with College Football Week 12 and with College Basketball Week 2. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.